Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can a Big 12 team make a statement outside of Red River this week? This is the Neighborhood Watch. I am your host, Josh Neighbors, here on Crystal Ball College Football, part of the 365 Sports Network. Make sure you guys find us on Twitter slash X at NWPod365. You guys can find me personally at Josh Neighbors underscore. You can find the show wherever you get your podcasts here on YouTube as well. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. It's the best way to support this show. So yesterday, I gave my thoughts on Red River one more time here in the Big 12 Conference. And I took some flack for it. People think I'm an SEC homer because I went to the University of Missouri and I now work in Arkansas. But people seem to uh, ignore the fact that I worked on a a five-day-a-week Big 12 show the second I got out of college and also started my own five-day-a-week Big 12 show basically a few months after I got out of college and I've been doing the same thing ever since. So do not judge a book by his cover is my big message there. But also, too, guys, I want you to hear what I'm saying. Like, do you think I felt great when Oklahoma and Texas left the league? No, I actually feared for my my future. I feared for the future of the conference. I feared for my job future. I felt bad for the other folks in my position in the conference and at other schools who were afraid of what might happen to the league. Um, you know, a lot, a lot was at stake for a lot of us and I'm glad the league survived. I'm very glad, obviously with this, um, and Oklahoma and Texas are partially to blame, you know, but also too, like, once again, if your school was in that spot, I think that you would make the same decision that they made. Okay. So, uh, and look, those schools, especially Texas, you know, uh, has won a preferential treatment for a long time and not always deserved it. The performances have not always warranted it either. So I think that's a fair criticism to levy at them. But my big point with that one really was like, guys, this is a tremendous rivalry. This is why we love college football. If you are saying you don't like great brands playing, and I'm not saying you have to enjoy this every single Saturday, but if you don't like great, great brands facing off in big venues, in big games, in rivalry settings, like what are we doing here? And I know this game represents a whole lot more than just OU and Texas playing. You know, but it's a significant game because also, too, it's going to define who this league's champion is this year, right? I mean, this game has two of the three favorites, two of the three best teams right now, uh, too, in the league. Uh, And West Virginia is obviously making a case, too, but like you talk about talent plus performance. I mean, it's Oklahoma, Texas, and Kansas State right now, to me, that you can kind of consider the three best teams in this league because of what we know about them talent-wise, what we've seen them accomplish before, and what their groups look like so far this year. So I would tell you all it's a significant game. And you know, don't like 
don't just dismiss it out of hand. It matters, right? A lot of your teams are going to have to play those teams this year. You can't just straight up ignore the game. Millions of other people won't. The college football world will not. What you can do, though, if you're a different team, go make a statement this weekend. Show me something this weekend in the Big 12. I want to know what teams outside of Oklahoma and Texas are going to show us something. Is there a way, and I think this is the big thing too, you know, and also I thought about betting a lot in this show, if you get an edge, look this weekend for edges that you can carry forward. Well, everybody is paying attention to Oklahoma and Texas. There is so much meat on the bone for the Big 12 this week. So both can be true, right? And the good news is this schedule sets up to the point where the Big 12 Saturday slate, the Big 12 weekend slate, like you don't have to miss anything. There's opportunities to watch all of these games at, at all times. So let's get to this week's Big 12 slate. Let's look at what we have on the docket and let's enjoy this weekend. So here we go. By the way, guys, follow me on Twitter once again at Josh Neighbors underscore. Uh, the Big 12 bread truck picks, my best bets, my stuff against the spread comes out every single Saturday morning right now. 16 wins, 11 losses. So we're doing very well right now, ATS, with Big 12 best bets. I don't pick all the games. I pick most of them, but the goal is I'm trying to make some money. I'm not trying, I'm not trying, you know, I'm trying to make you all some money. I'm trying to be correct with the picks. So, uh, you know, people are saying you forgot this team, forgot that team. No, if I leave you out, there's a reason for that. All right, if I leave you out, I don't feel good about the game. Also last week, too, guys, we were on the wrong end of, uh, uh, if I had known that Jalen Daniels was not playing, I am not betting Kansas in that game. So, uh, with that in mind, and I, I mean, you could cancel it out. This right into the Baylor game because that massive comeback. Uh, but, uh, you know, you see what I'm saying. All right. So great Saturday slate. And it's a Friday slate too. 630 on ESPN. It's K state and Oklahoma state tonight. 11 point. It's supposed to be 11 point favorites. Uh, K state, uh, Oklahoma state's getting 11. Um, right now, if you guys are watching on the screen is it says minus 11, but they're plus 11. So this game, both these teams coming off of a bye week, both of these teams wanting to make a uh, Oklahoma State desperately needs something positive to go their way. Kansas State being unranked to me is absolute, ab absolutely crap. It is a total travesty. This team is not ranked. They've got one loss on the road against Missouri thanks to a 61-yard field goal. It was a quality game. Both teams going back and forth. And for some reason, K-State was punished to the point where they were kicked out of the rankings, which I just thought was, I mean, I think it goes to show you what people think about this Big 12 league. It's its not fair at all. If that was a different team with a different logo, they would still 110% be ranked, but we're still fighting this dumb, stupid uphill battle. All of these things, how the conference is perceived. So there you go. But I think because they've got a Friday night game, an opportunity here to make a statement, I will tell you guys this. The one thing I've loved so far from K-State is that the balance seems to be there. In terms of offense, they are second in the league when it comes to points per game. When it comes to defense, they are third in the league uh, in terms of points allowed per game. The rushing attack for them at times has worked. They're fourth in the league when it comes to rushing. They are a fantastic rushing defense, and so... You know, I think 11 points is a lot to lay on the road when you think about where this game is won and lost. If K-State's rushing defense travels and they say make, I guess ostensibly, Alan Bowman beat them, you kind of like your chances. Now, 
Could Alan Bowman go superhero mode? Sure, he could. But what has showed you this point in time that Alan Bowman is a guy that's going to make, uh, you know, have these like Im massively impactful performances in camp? He did not beat out anybody else during the season. It's not like he's played super well to really earn that spot. I guess it's just kind of the, the staff had to make a choice and they chose Alan Bowman. But if, you, if you're talking about him having to beat you, uh, you're a little worried. And even though K-State's had some injuries, defense obviously do screens a big one. I think their offensive line finally does get going a little bit tonight. I think that's what we see, uh, you know, happen for them uh, starting off uh, this evening. So I, I think that we see the K-State offense try to run the ball. I really love what I've seen so far this year uh, from the from Will Howard. I know it's not a like super dynamic passing attack. I know the receivers are not great, but I feel like him as a leader and as a quarterback has gotten better. They're still my second favorite team in the league, like the team I like, uh, you know, the second most right now. So I'm going to say K-State, lay the points, lay the 11 points over Oklahoma State. Um, you know, you might think Mike Gundy home Friday night, but guys, like it's it's getting harder and harder just to, to give Mike Gundy the benefit of the doubt at least this season. I'm not saying overall. I'm not saying he needs to be on the hot seat. I still think he deserves to have a five and seven, a four and eight, uh, as long as he adapts to it afterwards. But K State is the better football team in this game. Uh, to me, I don't there's much debate about that. So I'm going to ride with the team that I feel pretty confidently is the better team, even though it's a big number. This is not a game, though, that I would bet just because that number is pretty big. But I, I think I like K State's chances overall. Oklahoma and Texas this is the game I bet right now. I'd take Texas minus five. I wouldn't think twice about it. This game is weird. If I get beat on that number, that's totally fine. Uh, I'm okay with that. But Texas minus five is the play to me because uh, Oklahoma's pass defense, like I just don't trust it. I don't think they've played anybody that good yet at this point in time. Texas has been very – now I also want to see if Ryan Watts is playing. It's a pretty big, uh, it's a pretty big deal there. But – um. JT Sanders sounds like he's playing too. So hopefully Texas will have a full compliment. You want to see everybody, both these teams, they full compliment. But I think that mental gap that Oklahoma has to make up here is too great. Texas is the better football team. And this Texas team, like this version with this coach, they've got a 48-0 win over Oklahoma last year, right? One-way traffic. Dylan Gabriel didn't play, so he's got something to prove. But the, this team, this staff has to overcome the loss, uh, you know, kind of the, the gap to the uh, to the other staff, the Texas staff. This roster has to overcome that gap. And the Texas players have that confidence. Like, hey, you ought to show us. Now, I know this game is weird, but once again, like, you know, we talk about rivalries and whatnot. The pendulum has swung a little bit on this one. I know it's one game, but it feels like the pendulum has swung. I mean, the Kill Williams game, like, he had to go hero ball. They were getting manhandled in that game, and they had to find – uh, one of the guys who, you know, is one of the most talented college quarterbacks we've seen, and maybe even the most talented Oklahoma has seen that's saying something, even though they had Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts in recent memory. They had some success in that game last year, a ton of success too. And so with, the, with these coaching staffs, like, and with the way these rosters are built, it feels like Texas is starting to gain momentum in this. And we'll really see if that's the case in this Ohio state versus uh, Michigan is another good example of a rivalry where the momentum has swung. Jim Harbaugh couldn't beat Ryan Day or, you know, couldn't beat Ohio State until he could, right? And then he beat him twice. And now it's like this massive gap 
that Ohio State has to show, hey, we're tougher. We're just as good. We can we can beat you guys. They have to show that to us. So I'm taking Texas because I know it was one year, but rosters-wise, uh, these are pretty similar teams to where they were. And roster-wise, I do trust Texas more than I trust Oklahoma. 3 p.m. on Fox on Saturday afternoon, like the fact that we're getting the big Fox billing. Uh, also, folks, two people were upset that you know, TCU Iowa State is on FS2 later on. But big game in the Mountain West, Wyoming and Fresno State, you know, Big 12 is getting the middle of the day Fox spot. So, hey, Big 12 on ABC, Big 12 on Fox. Uh, it's a good day for the Big 12 Conference. 3 p.m. on Fox, though, UCF at Kansas. Sounds like Jalen Daniels not going to play this week. And I'll take Kansas at home. I think last week they, you know, they, they had a couple things. Obviously, that some things went sideways for them. Uh, but I think Jason Bean is a good enough backup to manage this. And I think, too, this is one of those games where Kansas will show their quality and show that they have ascended as a program to the point now where, hey, look, man, like, yeah, we lose a quarterback, but we've got enough depth, enough depth early on in the season to where we can overcome that. Got to run the football well. They got to attack UCF in that category. But I will say this. When you go to the uh, you know categories of who runs the football very well, UCF is up there, one of the best rushing teams in the league. Now, uh, you know, this is one of those areas where the defenses, K-State's rush or Kansas, excuse me, the rushing defense is ninth. UCF's is 12th. So whichever rushing defense I think shows up in this game is going to be a huge factor. I also think whichever quarterback looks sharper, right? This is a backup quarterback bowl between McLean and between Bean, but I'll take Bean. Even though McLean's look pretty good, it's because of the weapons and whatnot, but I'll take Kansas at home. And I think Kansas to try to make some plays, cause some problems, wreak some havoc. We saw the UCF, they can be susceptible to those things. We saw it last week. So I'll take Kansas as a home dog in this game. Argue UCF's got a better roster, but Katie's roster is like, I don't think it's that much of a drop-off. And I think coaching too, pretty even matchup. So this line reflects that. When it goes to that point, I'll take the home team. It's weird to think. KU, good home atmosphere, but I think it will be tomorrow. 7 p.m. on ESPN2. You talk about show me something. Can Baylor roll it up into back-to-back games? Will Texas Tech get the advantage? Guys, I'm all over Baylor in this game. They had the massive rally last week. They're back at home. They have not showed me enough to feel confident, super confident about this, but I'm just going to say another one of those games. I just, hey, Baylor, home. How'd this game go last year? Uh, Baron Morton played in this game or came into this game or yeah, played in this game last year was terrible, right? This secondary is not as good as it was last year for Baylor, but still I'm taking Baylor at home because I like the spot for them. I like the spot for Dave Aranda. You come home, you've had some issues. Let's get back to basics here. Let's run the football. Richard Reese, baby looking good last week. Let's run the football. Let's attack Texas Tech's defense. Let's try and force some turnovers. Let's put Baron Morton in some uncomfortable spots. I, I, I mean, you know, I, I do think that the one thing is Texas Tech is favored because they have got the wide receivers to take advantage of them. I do think that is true. But Baylor, to me, after last week, has got something going in terms of momentum. And I'm not sure how much to take from Texas Tech's win against uh, Houston. Tech should be favored in this game, I think. But if you're going to give me points with Baylor at home, at night, I'll take the Bears at McLean Stadium. 
7 p.m. on FS2, TCU at Iowa State. All right. Uh, I've put the record at two and three. Six and a half is your spread. All right. Six and a half is the spread. Buys West Virginia, by the way. West Virginia, Houston, Cincy, and BYU are on buys this week. TCU needs to get back on track. Six and a half. Big number considering the circumstances. Rocco Bactez looked better. Uh, this one's a massive stay away. I'll take TCU though on the road if I had to take a team. If I had to take somebody in this this in this game, I'd take TCU on the road. But which TCU team is going to show up, and for how long will they show up? That's TCU's problem right now. Is that they are not playing full sixty minutes? Iowa State, you can you know say they're not either, but TCU's not playing full sixty minute games right now. That performance second half last week against West Virginia was, I mean, credit West Virginia, but the uh, uh, TCU not really applying the pressure, not really bringing the heat in a meaningful way. I'll take the Horn Frogs on the road, clear the pallet, getting the win. Iowa State also got rocked last week too. It's going to be a week-to-week thing for them. I just, this is a massive stay away game for me. All right, so your Saturday 7 now, seven games outside the Big 12 Conference that'll have the biggest impact on college football this season, in my opinion. 11 a.m. on ESPN, LSU and Missouri. Let's see if LSU loses three straight games. Missouri's getting four points. Go Tigers at home. 11 a.m. on Fox. How good is Ohio State as they host Maryland? Maryland's 5-0. and They could be frisky. They were frisky last year against Ohio State. Uh, usually seen this number being a lot bigger, but 20 points, three touchdowns. I'd lay that. I think Ohio State's going to be locked in. I think Maryland usually starts well. And this this spread is reflecting the fact that Maryland's getting some respect here. I would take Ohio State. Two o'clock, Pac-12 Network, Wazoo at UCLA. UCLA three-point favorites coming off of a bye. This is a really fascinating contest because of you, you know, the fact that, hey, Wazoo's number 13, the three-point dogs, UCLA. Uh, defense looks pretty good. The offense, though, some major questions after they get stonewalled by Utah, pick six in that game. Offense only scores seven points. So you've got some concerns about UCLA's offense, but Wazoo, big spot there to keep their, what's been magical so far. Not too magical, but you know what I mean? Fantastic seasonal. All right, 2.30 on CBS. It's Texas A&M and Alabama. This line's going to continue to move, man. I mean, it's moving towards A&M. The big part of this game, folks, is this, is that, if you can make Alabama's rushing attack has not been like super dynamic outside of Milrow. If that front four for AM gets home the way they did last week against Arkansas, it's going to be a long day for Alabama, man. It's, it's just, it, it just is. They're, they're able to not apply too much pressure and still get guys in the backfield, still get tackles for loss. It's like their havoc rate right now. AM's defense, like 24%, which means 24% of the snaps for their op- uh, opponents are ending in like some kind of negative outcome. And that's staggering. They're at home too, which is huge. Max Johnson's not like not amazing, but he's a pretty serviceable backup. And so I think AM's got the guys to make plays in this game. I like him at home. I don't think Jalen Milrow is that bad. I think I think it's a bad rep. And they're gonna need it. They're gonna need his legs in this game. They're gonna need his legs, not just in the rushing attack, but the passing attack. They're gonna need his legs because he's gonna be in some trouble. AJ Jefferson was in trouble last week. And if you don't block, like Tyler Van Dyke had, had some good protection in that game, if I remember correctly, and he's able to tear him up. But if you don't block, man, like it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day for you. But Milrow does offset a little bit of that. Did not make the throws against Texas. Can he this week against AM? Six on ESPN. It's Kentucky against Georgia. 
I love the dogs. I'll lay the 14 points, friends. I'll lay all 14 and a half of those because Kentucky played their best game of the week. Georgia looked vulnerable last week. Kind of law of averages tells me Georgia's about to show up this week. And I know this game was, what, 16 to 6 last year. I think Georgia shows up in a pretty big way this week and rallies and gets a big win and kind of reasserts themselves in some ways. 6.30 ABC, Notre Dame, another big one against Louisville. The Cardinals get the job done. Six and a half points. Other way. I missed some of these lines up. Uh, other way. Uh, these, these two last ones are not favorites. They're dogs. Uh, Louisville, six and a half at home. I'll take them. I think Notre Dame's just playing in too many big games week after week after week. It's, it's tiring. Seven o'clock on Fox, Fresno State and Wyoming. Wyoming's getting six. Uh, Fresno's kind of been a wagon, and I think I trust the Fresno wagon to keep on rolling. All right, that will do it for today's show. Thank you, folks, for watching. Make sure you all subscribe to the channel. We will be back on Monday's show to recap everything that happened. Once again, follow us on Twitter. Get those bread truck Big 12 picks for making you money. The bread truck is backing up to your bank account so far this season. So make sure you guys enjoy the games this week. We'll talk to you next week.